Hey, welcome into episode 56 of the Best Coast Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm here with Jordan. How you doing tonight, bud? Doing great, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It was a rough weekend for us, huh? Got to give yeah. a shout out to the boys. It didn't it didn't go that great. Shout out to uh, Zach, who beat me in our dynasty playoffs. And Johnson took down Brandon in those same dynasty playoffs. They will be playing for the championship in the dynasty league. It's it's painful. Um, I still have a chance in league of record against Alex, but I am down. So it, yeah. uh, it might be a really sour ending to what was a really fantastic fantasy season. So <sighs> yeah. that's the way she goes. Sometimes you can't win them all. And, uh, if you're me, you can't win any of them. So, um, <laughs> You can lose all of them though. So, you know, yeah. it's, we're, we're getting there. We're oh, man. It was, it was rough. It was, I, uh, I ran into pretty much every top wide receiver and like top player that you could run into this weekend. And I mean, I, I tried to convince uh, Johnson to start other players. Uh, <laughs> he he told me about he, it. He didn't listen to me in any of them and I'm sad, um, you know, but shout out to him i i do got to give him credit and you know zach's team came alive at the end and and uh he needed cd lamb to have a huge game and he did so it yeah uh, it was close man it came down to it like i needed i needed 25 points from godwin and i wasn't able to get there you should have too brady just (sighs) i don't know what's going on with him i mean he could he's somehow going to sneak into the playoffs because of how bad that division is i mean maybe honestly like i don't i don't even know what's going on that that division's just so up in the air uh i mean carolina's still in it with the win against the lions this weekend so yeah um, yeah maybe it'll be the panthers maybe brady will miss the playoffs Oh, would this be the be first time crazy. in his career where he played like all of the games and missed the playoffs? I believe so. Yeah, I think I think so. He had the one injury season that he didn't make it, but um, I think this would be the first time where he played a full season and did not make it. That's gross. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> a testament to his career. But it is no good for him. But like, yeah. dude, come on, man. Like, yep, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm a little bitter. Yeah, it's, it's not been so good over here. Mm-hmm. People listening in Boston, like appreciate how good you have it because you could you could just suffer through years and years and years of all of the teams you root for being bad. And when they're good, they get all the way to the championship and they lose. They lose teams that I root for, including my fantasy teams are zero and eight in championship games in my lifetime. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal, dude. I saw this thing, you know, because they were talking about how the Broncos are going to miss the playoffs again, you know, seven straight years since we won the Super Bowl. And and uh, Chris Harris put on Twitter, he was like, you know, I'd rather have a playoff drought than have a Super Bowl drought. And, you know, he's, he's kind of got a point. I mean, you you know, you won, you won the Super Bowl seven years ago. A lot of people, I think, would give up or have 10 years of missing the playoffs to watch their team win a, a Super Bowl. I mean, it's yes. painful. But, you know, it's still being able to watch them. I got to, you know, I got to watch them when I was younger. We had a couple there, but like, you know, being able to watch that Super Bowl is still 
something special. So this is this is part of what I told Zach when uh, when he was you know gloating a little bit about his win in Dynasty. I was like, this is a semifinals. Like I won't even remember this loss, man. Like, yeah, you, I'll, you, I'll remember. Yeah. I remember when he beat me in the championship. This this is just a blip on a, a long, painful, um, you know, uh, fandom for me. So the, it's going to continue. Zach, though, I'll be back next year to lose a different championship or maybe the same one. The problem with Zach though is he's not going to let you forget that he beat you again. Like he will no, not. He will. Like, he, he will happy anniversary me. It'll yeah. it'll be great. I can't yeah. wait for another personalized song from Michael Bolden or something like that. So. <laughs> oh be yeah, great. All right, let's hop into the daily roundabout. Let's here. do it. Um, as a Bronco fan, some of the greatest news that I heard uh, after this weekend was Nathaniel Hackett was fired as the Broncos head coach. Um, I just don't think that he had the team. Um. I just I think this team needs a change in in leadership and you know they let their offensive line coach go which the offensive line was absolutely terrible they also let their special teams coach go so there's they're kind of cleaning house getting ready for you know an early start in the the head coach search um right now and I, I don't I wouldn't put money on this but right now Sean Payton actually is leading the um it's like 4 to 1 odds to be the next head coach for the Broncos. And I wouldn't put money on that. Didn't he just take a job somewhere else? Like doing a, like some kind of TV gig or college gig or something. I don't think it was like a big, like he didn't take a different head coach. It was like a, no, it was like to help. It was like, he took like an advisory role or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to, um, he's been putting together a, a team to start coaching. And what's funny is, is the defensive coordinator that he's getting is Vic Fangio which also was part of the Broncos coaching staff. So, um, you know, I don't know that he would return, which is why the whole odds of like him being the coach is kind of funny um, to me. But, you know, uh, I'm curious to see which direction we go. Um, You know, I think this team has suffered a lot of injuries this year and all that stuff, whatever. It was an abysmal season um, and it finally came to an end. I think a little too late in the season, but we'll we'll see what com- happens after this. Um, Tua is also back in the concussion protocol. Uh, I watched the the shot that he took where he fell back and hit his head. Um, the fact that the, the spotters and stuff didn't notice that again for him is kind of crazy to me because you would think that he would be one of the people that'd be keeping a close eye on. And after that think. concussion. He went on to throw three straight interceptions. Um, oh my I don't know goodness. if that played a role in it, but you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter and stuff saying that he shouldn't play another snap this season. And it's like, but then there's other like ESPN analysts and stuff that are saying like, okay, when when do you think he should play another snap? Then like, we don't have enough. There's not enough evidence to say, okay, him waiting one week or two weeks before he comes back is any better than waiting an entire off season. You know, like. Yeah. What what is it? What does it mean for him? I mean, a concussion six months from now is basically the same thing as a concussion two weeks from now. So, you know, I I don't I don't know. I guess it's kind of up to him if he wants to continue his career. You know, three concussions in one season is a lot. Yeah, that sucks. But yeah, absolutely. I think it should mostly be up to him and his, you know, like the doctors like he 
I, I don't think he even has to take the advice of the doctors if he doesn't want to. He can look for different doctors. Like we see people uh -huh. get second opinions on things all the time. And if he wants to play football, he's going to play football. And I don't think it's going to matter what people say on social media. That's, you know, these guys get paid millions and millions of dollars to do this. And they've worked their entire life to get to where they're at at the top level of this. So that's that just is what it is. Like, I, yep. you know, I I don't. I don't know what else to say. He's going to make up his decision and he's going to have to do that on his own. And then from there, I'm sure the team will will be willing to let him play if he wants to play because he's yep. a lot better than any other options they've got. So yeah. he's looked good when he's been healthy and hopefully he can remain healthy. Like, you know, I want the like I want the best for the guy, but like that ain't up to me. That's that's for him to decide. Agreed. Uh, Zach Wilson is benched again. Mike White is officially <laughs> named the starter. Joe Flacco will be the backup, and Zach Wilson will be inactive for games going forward. Um, he's just bad. He's I mean, so that bad. is so bad with him out there. Um, they they can take away the run game when he's out there because they know he can't hit a pass. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's atrocious. So. Uh, you know, Mike White is going to get the start again, and I think they're going to roll forward with him and see if they have something in him that will keep them from needing to use, you know, a pick on a, on a quarterback. You know, um, Mike White seems to have the involvement of the team and seems to I think he has the respect of the team. And if he can be a, a good starter, I, I could see him rolling forward next year with Mike White. You know, yeah, I mean, he's getting it done on the field. So why not? Yeah. What do and, they have to lose? Gonna... They already spent a second overall pick on Zach Wilson, and that's a total loss. So, like, sure, give Mike White the reins and see what you got the rest of the season. You know, Flacco's not a long-term solution. He's, like, you know, he's at the tail end of his career. So uh, There's a lot of got... rumors of, will they try and trade for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. You got to see what Mike White is first. So we got a while before trades even open up. So, yeah, they, yep. yeah. Yeah, just go for it. I mean, that's what the Falcons are doing with Ritter, too, is like they didn't invest a lot of capital in Ritter, but you need to put him out there and see what you got. And they realize that they're going to draft a quarterback this year. <laughs> so I think that's just kind of what it is. But all right, let's get into the best coast, big and bad week 16. Uh, some big quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, 347 yards, three touchdowns, six for 41 rushing. Uh, Joe Burrow had a Big day in like the first half, 375 yards and three touchdowns uh, overall. Um, that whole team just kind of stalled in the second half. Uh, New England took over the game. Um, their defense took over the game, and it was kind of a a tale of two halves in that one. Um, I needed him to keep going, and he didn't keep going. Um, Jared Goff, 355 yards and three touchdowns. Um, that was in the second half, really, of that game. Uh, hmm. Kirk Cousins, 299 yards and three touchdowns. Josh Allen, 172 yards, two touchdowns, six for 41 and a rushing touchdown. Um, that Josh Allen touchdown on fourth down dude, made me so mad because not only did it go against me in one league, but it threw the touchdown to Dawson Knox and helped a guy in another league that kicked me out. I was like, oh you're gosh. killing me right now. Uh and then you got Mahomes, Minshew. Minshew played great, honestly. That was that yeah. was such a good game to to watch. Secret Garden. High scoring. Um uh Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones round out the top ten. And then we have our big running backs. 
I think the biggest surprise of the week, the RB1 on the week, 23 for 118, three touchdowns, was Cam Akers. Where (laughs) were you all season? How many people dropped him? And now he was... He was he's been almost, the RB four since week thirteen. I almost dropped him from my dynasty roster. Like it was it was that bad. Like yeah. there was nobody to pick up, so I didn't. But I I yeah. considered it, and to the the hardest part for me was to see him do that on my bench while uh, and outscore all four of my starting running backs in that league, where I'm starting you know Saquon. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, so and he just it was nuclear. It was awful um, for yep. me personally. Saquon, uh, still had a good day though. Fourteen for eighty four yes. and a touchdown. Eight for ten receptions for forty nine yards. One guy that we said was not a start this week: Deonta Foreman, twenty one for one hundred and sixty five and a touchdown. Um, we week. apologize. Yeah, our, our shade throwing at Deonta Foreman. He's awesome. I don't think I mean, what's funny is, is I tried to convince Johnson to start Deonta Foreman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, man, uh, he went he went crazy. Um, Austin Eckler in last night's game, 18 for 67 and two touchdowns, four for four uh, for 12 yards. Uh, James Conner, massive game, 15 for 79 and a touchdown, seven for eight. Uh, for 41 yards he's really came alive toward the end of the season um uh-huh. you know this is what you kind of wanted out of james connor but he he sure has came came alive when you needed him uh fournette had a big game kind of took the reins back from white which is weird because the week before it seemed like it was all white and now it's all back to fournette i think you're kind of they're going hot hand there and so it's a tough one to to pick out but I... you know I saw a blurb. I believe it was Leonard Fournette saying that he has had a Liz Frank injury this season. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll I'll double check that and see and make sure that was Fournette, but I believe so. And so I think maybe that's, you know, I mean, if if that's true, that's part of the reason maybe that we've seen a lot more white mixed in. Maybe he's getting healthy from that. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. He he showed up this week. And then uh, Singletary, Kamara, James Cook. James Cook had a really nice game as yep. well. Uh, long rushing touchdown. Uh, Derek Henry started out the game with a bang, kind of slowed down there at the end. Mix in, and then Algier round out your top 12. Uh, big wide receivers, um, pretty much anybody I played against. Uh, and you got huh. CeeDee Lamb, 10 for 11 Ugh. for 120 yards and two touchdowns. I played against um, him. It's exactly what Zach needed. Uh, Devonta Smith had like nothing going in the first half. And I was so happy. It was looking great. And then all of a sudden, bang, this guy goes crazy. Eight for 12, 113 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 12 for 16, 133 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think he has a chance to break the the single season record. Um I know he needs quite a few yards over the next few few games, but if anybody could do it, that guy's special. Um, Two games to go, and you are a hundred percent right. He could easily have well over one hundred and fifty yards in each of the next two games. So, yeah. well, yep. we'll see what happens. I'm wishing him the best. I hope he does it. Yep. T. Higgins, eight for nine, one hundred and twenty-eight yards and a touchdown. You did call it. 
Um, you you said that they would try and take away Jamar Chase, and it could be a Higgins game. And um, yeah, and uh, in one league, I benched Higgins. I couldn't believe that actually. I was oh, pretty God, shocked when me. I looked and and I saw that. Um, Jalen Waddle, another guy that I played against, uh, five catches, five catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. Oh yep. man. Uh, and then born six of nine for a hundred yards and one carry. Oh, and a touchdown and one carry for 29 yards. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins continues to have a pretty quiet, good season. Eight for 11 for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Trenton Irwin had two touchdowns for um, Cincinnati. Uh, DJ Moore, Jacoby Myers caught that ridiculous tap pass for like a 60-something yard touchdown. That oh, that's was right. Crazy yeah. play. Uh, Dorch and Jahan Dotson round out your top 12. Get Dorched. We, yep. And then we get into the tight ends. TJ Hawkinson, um, 13 for 16, 109 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, George Kittle, six receptions on eight targets for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Here's what's funny. I got trolled even on freaking TikTok because oh, no. um, I'm, I'm looking, scrolling through TikTok. I get all these like, you know, sports updates and all this stuff. And it was George Kittle and he's in this interview. And, uh, and then it was Brock Purdy. And Purdy was talking about how the second touchdown that went to Kittle wasn't even a pass to George Kittle. And Kittle stole it. And, oh no! Uh, got like a 54 yard touchdown. And I was like, that is just like trolling me even more. Like this was supposed to go to somebody else. And instead Kittle gets it and gets another touchdown for the day. He, oh. uh, he ran, he ran in instead of going out and it, it ended up going to him. And uh, it was supposed to go to Juwan Jennings. And it was just like, it was hilarious to see, but um, yeah. So Kittle had a mass, another massive day, him and him and Purdy seem to be like, they have that like really close, like good relationship. It's pretty funny to, to watch um, like their post game interviews, like both of them. Uh, they were like, one of them's like Iowa, one of them's a Hawkeye, Iowa state. And uh, they always make okay. jokes about how hard it is to, you know, you can't give too many yards to a Hawkeye and like things like that. And they made the same joke and, and uh, Kittle was like, uh, said the joke and the reporter was like, yeah, um, Purdy already said that uh, joke. And he was like, he even stole my material. I told him this in the locker room and he comes out here and steals my material. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, they just have that relationship now and I That's think it's going to continue. So um, pretty cool. I to think see so that. too. I yeah. think like if you're, if you're in your championship and you're playing Kittle next week, you are thinking you've got a, a definite advantage at tight end. So, uh, yes. you know, Yep. He could Tyler be big for Higby you. had a massive game. Uh, nine for 11, 94 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Shane Zilstra um, really didn't have a ton going. Five of six for 26 yards, but caught three touchdowns on those five Jeez. targets. Um, Evan Ingram, seven for eight again for 113 yards. Kelsey, six of eight for 113. Dulcich, uh, four for eight for 39 yards. Caught the lone touchdown that the Broncos had Taysom Hill had so many catches that he only had nine carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. Such a <laughs> tight end. I don't know how he's, he's still listed as a tight end. I don't um, either. I think they should list him as a running back. I agree. I think it, I think that they need to start switching that because he never catches passes. He never lines up outside. No, he almost so. never catches passes. He, he occasionally throws, he throws more passes than he catches, but yeah, 
Yep. I don't know. Tight end's such a weird designation for him. Yep. Uh, Dawson Knox, uh, Lewis, Fryermuth, and Goddard round out your top 12. And then on defenses, you had the Rams, uh, the number one defense. Uh, Chargers, Jags, Pats, Steelers, Texans, Bengals, Bills, Vikings, Eagles, and Colts. Um, cool, cool. Oh, I didn't have any bad QBs in there, but I could probably tell you most of them. Uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, Derek Carr. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, let's see who are some of the other not so great ones this week. Um, Zach Wilson, uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, uh, McSorley, Nick Foles, Malik Willis, um, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. Yep. Justin Herbert. What did Herbert finish with this week? Five and a half points. Yeah. He, uh, 13 or 31, 24 completions, one interception, 235. Uh, passing yards and only one yard rushing. Yep. Yeah. And no he had a fumble. And no touchdowns fumble. at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been rough if you. Yeah, they do keep winning, but man, it's been rough if you were a Justin Herbert like owner, you know, especially yeah. after what he did last year. Um, but this is exactly why. And I want everybody listening to keep this in mind for their draft this next year. This is why you draft rushing quarterbacks, because if you're drafting a a pocket quarterback, who's not going to like Herbert's mobile, but he's not a runner. He doesn't take off. Josh Allen is not Ertz or Hertz and fields. And yeah. And you, you you need, you need to get these running quarterbacks because their floor is so much higher. And you, when you draft these pocket quarterbacks, you are hoping that they have a 35 plus touchdown season. And if they don't yep. have that, they are not going to be worth starting week to week. They're just a matchup streaming play. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I think at some point we're going to see a season like this from Burrow and he's really going to kill people in mm-hmm. fantasy because they're, you know, they're going to be expecting a 35 plus passing touchdown season and it's not going to materialize that way maybe due to injuries around him maybe you know just due to um you know scheme maybe they they end up scheming more things on the ground in the red zone he's not throwing as much there different things like that like Aaron Rodgers was always the exception where he always threw in the red zone and and uh, put up consistent fantasy points. Otherwise, like these, you want these running quarterbacks. Well, look at look at Rodgers this season, though. This is yep. that that down season for him too. Absolutely, so, yep. they come. Uh, they they do mm-hmm. come. So yeah, at some point, you need to uh, you need to be looking for those running quarterbacks and trying to have that as the the quarterback on your team. Look, you don't have to. You know, Hertz didn't cost you all that much in fantasy this year. He's going to cost a ton next year, but there's other guys that didn't cost near as much that you can you can look for next year in the draft, late in the draft, and who run and give you a nice floor. So, yep. you know, Fields. Fields yep. was basically free. Yes, undrafted in most leagues. <laughs> so bad running backs, um, basically any running back that was on my team. Um, Nick Chubb, 24 for 92. Uh, still can't find the end zone. He had one catch for 10 yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, and this one's crazy to me because this game 
was out of reach, but once it got out of reach, they stopped running McCaffrey and they started running um, backup running backs, but he had 15 carries for 46 yards and a touchdown, uh, only two catches for 12 yards. Um, Josh Jacobs, yeah, 15. Oh, go ahead. C- CMC was okay. Like if you, I mean, obviously if you had CMC, you played CMC and he, he's not the reason you lost, but you know, I'm, you you get used to the 20 point games from CMC and then it's really disappointing to in your playoffs only get like a 12 point game or whatever. He got into the end zone, but there wasn't much there. Yeah. Uh, Jacobs, though, who you were going to mention next, he really let you down. Like I got 5.5 out of him. And that's just not going to cut it. Um, yeah. 15 carries for 44 yards and one catch for six yards. Yeah. Um uh Latavius Murray eight carries for 34 yards he had a two-point conversion but then only one catch for six yards uh DeAndre Swift four carries for 12 yards and one catch for 13 yards just you know not what you wanted uh you put Aaron Jones in there as well yeah I was Um, gonna say Aaron Jones Miles Sanders um Brian Robinson as well as Antonio Gibson uh, mm-hmm. JK Dobbins. There were quite a few guys who just really, uh, let you down and you've probably been playing them. So it's, yep. it's rough out there. Bad wide receivers. Um, once again, the guys that were on my team, uh, Devonte <laughs> Adams two for nine for 15 yards. And I just got to say some of those passes, Devonte Adams, like one of them, he was like, uh, it was out on the sideline and it just sailed like 15 yards over his head. And I was just like, what was that? Uh, Pittman four for seven for 39 yards. And then Stefan Diggs, uh, two for two for 26 yards. Um, this was a Gabe Davis game and I did not see that coming. Like me either. I was blown away. Yeah. But so was the ball. I mean, it was a really windy game. It was a bad conditions game and, those can add, um, you know, an extra level of randomness to kind of how things are scored. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's part of it um, to add a little bit to the list. Christian Kirk was another guy. He only had three yeah. receptions for 22 yards. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had three receptions for 27 yards. Mike Evans, again, did not show up. Um, yep. So... There's yeah a lot of uh, a lot of studs out there who let you down a lot who who got it done for you as well it was you know it's that's the Hopefully way fantasy you goes. survived the the onslaught of bad play by having some balance out there but uh, bad tight ends basically just everybody that we didn't list um yep. you know uh, oh one more bad the, one more yeah, bad wide ahead. receiver Jamar Chase uh, eight for seventy nine I think that was the New England factor which we kind of talked about when we talked about how big T Higgins was this week. So, um, you know, nobody's worried about any of these guys. I don't think like, no, all of these guys I would draft next year. It was just, that's the way it goes. Yep. Uh, let's get into the week 16 review. Uh, the Jaguars handled the jets, uh, pretty easily on Thursday night football, 19 to three. Uh, this was, you know, Zach Wilson is just terrible. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence continues to get it done. I mean, I, I think the Jags have a legitimate chance of getting into the playoffs um, with Malik Willis now starting for the Titans. Um, I think the Jags could, 
you know, get into this, into the playoffs. And I, I would, I would love to see Trevor Lawrence get into the playoffs. You know, um, we could see some new faces in there. Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I don't think I don't ETN. Yeah. Yeah. We could see some, some fun young faces in there and it'd be, it'd be good to see. Um, and then uh, we had the Falcons nine at, and the Ravens 17. I agree. Like you have in there, how are the Ravens 10 and five? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> like they playing terrible. Your backup quarterback is like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's probably a win as long as you're an okay team, but they've been missing Lamar for several weeks. They like their offense didn't look very good. Even when they had Lamar, um, they and had so, their first wide receiver touchdown since week three when yeah. uh, they had the the two touchdown or three touchdown game. And it's just like, what? I, how? Like, how are they doing this? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but right now they're looking like a playoff team and I have no idea how. So they, I think they're pretty much locked into a playoff spot at this point. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's and the Panthers it's between them and the Bengals for that division. Yeah, and I think the Bengals will wrap up the division, but the the Ravens should get a um a wild card spot. They so. should. They almost have it locked, I think. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't. I guess you know. I think they're getting it done with a lot of defense. They've played a lot of really low scoring games, and so they've won some close games where they didn't have to put up a lot on offense. They do have a pretty decent run game. They have a lot of good tight ends there. So. Uh, they find a way to get a couple drives down the field and get in the end zone, and that's really all they need, I guess, right now with the way their defense is playing. So, you know, it, I saw this. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's, that's that's kind of always talked about as the recipe for success in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens were able to win a playoff game, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Yeah, me too. I actually saw this uh, graphic of if you switched every one score game in. Uh, the NFL this season, like what the team's records would be. Uh-huh. Um, the first team to clinch a playoff spot would have been the Seattle Seahawks. The number one seed in uh, uh, the AFC would have been the Denver Broncos. And the last seed um, would have been the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and what? Then, and the Minnesota Vikings would have one win on the season. I was gonna say, how is the la- I, I was gonna say, I think the Vikings would be in last place every one of their yeah, games. I think it was last place in our division. Sorry, oh, okay, okay, not in the AFC. But I was like, it's dang, just like, the Chiefs really only win by one score in every game. No, when you like, when you look at it in like the you know with the one score games, it's kind of crazy to think about. But there's there'd be quite a bit that would be different in this season. You know, um, it's a game of inches, man. Yep. Uh, the Panthers ran all over the Lions, 37 to 23. Uh, I don't know what happened to the Lions run defense, but Foreman and Chuba Hubbard both uh, ran for over 100 yards. And I mean, they were chunk plays. They weren't oh, yeah. just like, you know, oh, let's run 40 times. No, they j- I mean, I think they did run 40 times, but they they were just all over them. And then yeah. DJ Moore had a big game. Uh, this was just the Panthers game. And you know, I think the Lions are still technically in it as far as being able to sneak into a playoff spot, but now they've got a lot harder roll um, road ahead of them to get there. Yep. So uh, the Bills beat the Bears 35 to 13. Um, both running backs for the Bills were actually really involved in this game. 
you know, we kind of, do you really trust either one going up against Cincy next week? I think, I think it was mainly the weather in this game. Why both got so much involvement. Cause that's not so really too. like the bills. No, I think that's, I think that's a, a big factor. Um, at Cincinnati, you know, they're, they're rundies. Okay. And the bills, I think they're going to probably try and get back to form and get digs involved and try and move the ball down the field through the air. So I wouldn't and I think ex- that'll be a high scoring game. And I don't think the running game is going to be able to be involved that much. I don't either. So I think I I'm not very confident in either running back next week. I'm certainly not confident in James cook yet. Singletary is still very involved. So he's not taking mm-hmm. over any, any kind of role there. Unfortunately, as, as fun as that would have been for her fantasy players and stuff who love the rookies coming in, like uh, I'd rather play Singletary next week. I'd, you know, if I could avoid playing either option, that's maybe better. But Singletary could, you know, they can end up on the one a bunch and it's going to be mm-hmm. Singletary. Yep. Uh, Saints 17, Browns 10. This was just a bad game. I mean, yep. it really was. Uh, the Saints used a lot of Taysom Hill, uh, a lot of Camara. I mean, at least he was finally involved in the game. Um, did get a touchdown this week. Camara looked good. Uh, he did. And that's the thing is he looks good. They just don't he, use him enough. He always looks good. He's never not looked good when he's healthy and on the field. So, yeah. And the Browns just, they just look so bad. I'm sorry with, with Watson out there. I mean, we kind of talked about this before the show. Uh, I think they just need this off season to get, get right. Um, is really what I just think this, they, they need, um, the saints. I don't know what they need. They need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. Um, Andy Dalton threw uh, 15 times in this game. He had eight completions for 92 yards. Um, yeah. Taysom Hill. It doesn't look like Taysom Hill even threw a pass. No, he just ran the ball a bunch, nine carries. So overall, just a bad game, bad weather, um, played a big factor in it. Amari Cooper didn't have a terrible day considering how few times they passed it, but still overall, just a terrible game. Uh, the Seahawks fall to the chiefs, 24 to 10. Um, Seahawks have just kind of, fallen off um i mean they they still have a chance to make the playoffs but it would be very very difficult for them um i actually i don't even know at seven and eight if they can are they seven and eight or seven and nine now uh that's right yeah um i don't know if they can even make the playoffs now but uh i mean they they got a chance they they might need some help yeah Chiefs look incredible still. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, it's sad for us to say that, but, uh, you know, Pacheco didn't look terrible. McKinnon stayed involved. Um, you know, they, the, the wide receivers for them, it's, it's going to be Juju and that's really it. I think that's the only person that you could ever roll out there at a wide receiver position for them. Unless you're in a really, really deep league. Yeah. Kadarius um, Tony scored the touchdown, but was otherwise basically completely uninvolved um so yeah i think that's you know we'll we'll see about next year we'll see what what happens with their wide receiver core and we'll see um you know if um juju even uh, gets re-signed yeah if juju gets re-signed we'll have to see if uh maybe sky Moore can take a step forward and we'll see what the chiefs want to do to incorporate incorporate Kadarius Tony more into this offense. 
Uh, I mean, you know, there's also the potential like Kelsey's getting up there in age. I think he's probably going to stick around a few more years and still continue to be dominant. But there's always a chance he could, you know, he's got the podcast with his brother and some other stuff going on. So um, he'd be a a potential surprise retirement this offseason. I hope it doesn't happen. I'm a dynasty owner. So, yeah, I don't see it. I think I think think he's still got, you know, but in the the top, like the tippy top. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he, maybe maybe when he finishes tight end three on a season, he'll consider yeah. it. He's like, ah, crap. All right. That was it for me. I lost it. Yeah. He's um, like, I've had one season in the last seven where I wasn't tight end one overall. He's, he's probably good to go for a little while longer. Uh-huh. Uh, Vikings get it done in another one score game, 27 to 24 over the Giants. Um, this was just a big game for pretty much everybody that you needed a big game out of. Um, except for Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah. You know, Justin Jefferson got it done. Cousins got it done. Um, you know, the 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 Giants, Daniel Jones Saquon. wasn't bad. Daniel Saquon Jones was good. Bad. Yeah. So overall, it was an offensive game. I did, play, I did play Daniel Bellinger, who let me down, unfortunately. Um, oh, that's so surprising, too. I just I, – I, I want I – want, uh, you know – bellinger to to just be so good and yeah still still close enough to christmas we can it's close enough we can do the the little jingle bells but yeah i do too like daniel bellinger and that you know that it's hard to trust anybody of the giants pass catchers right now we thought that we were getting a little bit of trust with slayton and he kind of had a down week and there were several guys who had a better week than him this week so um something to monitor um, I don't know that, you know, anybody is making their championship and wondering if they have to start Darius Slayton. So, <laughs> yep, I agree. All right. Uh, the Bengals 22 Patriots 18. Uh, we kind of talked quite a bit about this game already, but Chase had a down game. Higgins, you know, showed up for sure in this one. Um, like I said, the Bengals started out really hot and then the Patriots kind of clawed their way back into this game to make it competitive. Um, not a lot else to really talk about in this one. I think everybody's still going to be playable going forward. Um, the Texans uh, finally got it done. Um, they've been competitive for a few weeks, and they they beat the Titans nineteen to fourteen. Um, I just I think we're kind of seeing that Malik Willis really isn't going to be the answer for the Titans. Um, he just doesn't have to me. He doesn't have that vision out there. He's he was fourteen for twenty three for ninety nine yards and threw two two intercept two interceptions, um, and it kind of takes away Derrick Henry. I mean, he had twenty three carries, but I just think it kind of takes away Derrick Henry. You alive over there? I'm alive over here. I'm sorry. I still have I still have a little bit of a sore throat and tiny bit of a cough. So uh, uh, talking yeah. on the podcast has uh, thrown me into a coughing fit a couple times here. I'm trying to throw the mute on in time, but uh, you're um, good. You're good. Just making sure you're good. No, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I, I agree that, uh, you know, like you're going to start those Bengals still next week and that's not going to change things. But um, this Texans thing. Yeah. Malik Willis. That's it hasn't been uh, very good so far. I think the Titans are probably not going to be in the running for one of the top quarterbacks next year. So there's a chance that he's going to be who they try and roll with and see if maybe they have like a 
a hurt situation where they need a little more time for him to, to develop. He has some talent on the ground running the ball. And if they can get that arm developed a little bit, then there's a possibility he could be a franchise quarterback. I'm not leaning that direction, but you know, you, it, sometimes it takes guys a little while. The NFL is not easy. Do you think it it affects Derrick Henry, his draft position next year? If Malik Willis is a starting quarterback? Yes. So yeah, I think it does too. It has um, to at least because you got to at least think about the start of the season and how it's going to affect maybe the first four to six weeks if they get out to a slow start. And we'll have to see what the schedule looks like and everything too. But if they have some tough matchups in the first six weeks and you're not confident in the quarterback, uh, it definitely lowers some of the uh, scoring ceiling and stuff. So it's not to say that Derrick Henry couldn't have an impact on next year's playoffs, but like you, you still have to make those. So you have to win regular season games. So uh, yep. I would, it's if Malik Willis is going to start next year, I would push Henry down a little bit down my draft board behind, you know, a couple guys I see in the same tier who maybe have a better offensive situation. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, the commanders fall to the 49ers 37 to 20. Again, another Kittle dominated game. Um, it was pretty much all Kittle. It sounds like they're going to get Debo back next week. Nice. Um, from what I heard anyways, Debo could be back next week. Um, and uh, I mean, the that running backs for me because I'm going to play against him if he's back next week, but I love Debo. So yeah, I love Debo too, but yeah, it sounds like that he could be back next week, which is big for the 49ers. I mean, they're rolling at the right time, both offensively and defensively. Um, you Rock know, Purdy is going to take this team potentially to the Super Bowl. Okay, I got to ask this. If Brock Purdy takes them to the Super Bowl, do you hand the job over to Trey Lance next year? I don't know what you do next year if you're the 49ers and Garoppolo basically led you to the playoffs and then Brock Purdy leads you through the playoffs to a championship and you have your your you know really high drafted traded up for to get him Trey Lance guy who was supposed to start this year who only got to play one game and then got injured. So that is a heck of a quarterback dilemma but that's like the best possible quarterback dilemma. It's a lot better than a lot of teams where they're wondering which of two really bad options should they consider rolling <laughs> yeah. into next year with. So uh, I, I am, I think a lot of people are envious of the 49ers situation. I think all of those guys are potentially going to get opportunities going forward and they probably deserve them. You can see Jimmy G on the Titans and uh, Trey Lance on Carolina and lots of draft picks going back to the 49ers and they just keep rolling with Purdy. That's <laughs> so. possible. Well, I mean, we'll we'll have Johnson on uh, early in the offseason uh, and we'll we'll do like a 49ers quarterback uh, a big segment. We'll talk about it a lot. So, yeah, I think he's still set on on Lance just because I mean, you, they did give up so much to get him and I get that. But yeah. I mean, when Purdy has like he has the the offense, like you know the the players around him like respect what he is and what he has, and you can see it. I mean, and and that's so hard to have as not only a rookie but like as somebody that was drafted so late and really didn't have much involvement in the team. But to see the team kind of just really buy into what he is, that means a lot 
going forward. And it it's hard does. to take that away from your team and give it to a, another quarterback, you know, like it, it's, it's hard to continuously do that. You know, like you don't want to get off to a slow start next year. And if you've got this quarterback that leads you through the playoffs, you know, I just think to me, if, if Purdy does take him to the Super Bowl, even if they lose, um, it's hard to sit him down, but if they take him to the Super Bowl and he wins the Super Bowl for them, you can't bench him. Like you can't take that away from the team because yeah. they're going to respect that so much that that's just kind of where I see it. I don't. It's it going to be. A it crazy would be really hard. Can you imagine he throws a couple touchdowns to George Kittle and maybe runs one in himself and wins Super Bowl MVP? Like, what the yeah. hell are they going to do then? <laughs> yeah, and he's out, and it's just like, and then it's like, okay, uh, yeah, enjoy the bench, dude. Like, yeah, you know, kind no, of thing. Like, it's not going to happen. So uh, I don't know. That's it's very interesting, but again, it's a way better situation than most of the teams are in right now. So, yeah, um, you know, cheers to the Niners. They're you know going to roll into the playoffs win that division, uh, maybe have a buy and, uh, they, they've got a shot at it. So, you know, yep. congrats Johnson. And I hope things go well for them. And I like a lot of the players on that team. So at least, you know, they're fun to watch. They're a good team. And, um, yeah, I'm rooting, rooting for some of those guys, especially cause the Raiders suck so bad. Like I'd be okay with the 49ers. Well, that's why I'm rooting so hard for the Lions. My team sucks. So let's go underdog. All right. Yeah. yeah I like that yeah. too. I love yeah. the Lions. Fun. Uh, Eagles Eagles follow the Cowboys 40 to 34. Um, this turned out to be a really, really good game. Minshew played great. Sanders had that late fumble in the game. They managed to get the ball back and then kind of march right back down the field, had a chance to win it. Um, you know, I, I, I think with how good Minshew played, it's going to rule Hurts out for next week. I don't yeah. know who the Eagles play next week, but I think Minshew has the ability to beat most teams with with the offensive weapons that he has. Um, and so I think Hertz will probably be out again next week just because of how good he played. Um, they, are they do have to get one more win, Saints. though. Okay, I think Minshew plays that game. They're home against um, the Saints, and then they're home against the Giants. So back-to-back home games... Um, I think there's a good possibility Minshew could win the Saints game at mm-hmm. home. And if they do that, there's almost no way they bring Hurts back for the Giants game. So No, because then they've locked up the bye and it, they, yeah, I think yeah. they just let him rest at that point. Yeah, so. that'd, that'd be it. Um, the Raiders fall to the Steelers 13 to 10. Blech. Just can't, can't hold on to a lead. Uh, you guys had this most of the game and um, gave up a late touchdown to uh, George Pickens. Yeah, a lot of uh, the Raiders players seem pretty upset lately. Um, we kind of talked about that. Um, they should a be. Bit, we were a but... playoff team last year and added pieces that were supposed to help us take it to the next level. And uh, we will not be making the playoffs this year. There's, I don't think, any chance at all anymore. That was it. Nope, Losing this still game to the Steelers. Believe it that's, or not, you still have a chance. That's crazy, but it's not happening. So no, the Raiders it, it takes an unbelievable miracle. But um, I just don't get how you have you add Devontae Adams, and he gets two catches. You have Josh Jacobs. Our who, offense is worse this year. Yeah, who ends it, up with forty-four yards. Um, 
you know, and it's, it's to no fault to how hard these players work. I guarantee that, you know, we know what Adams can do. And the last three weeks, it's just been like, he's been non-existent and you can't completely eliminate Devonte Adams. Like you just can't, it's just, I don't know what's well, going and, on. Right and now, unfortunately but. for, for Raiders fans, we're not going to get the relief that the Broncos got because we can't fire our coach. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we could very well be looking at a next season that looks exactly like this one. I'm super excited for it. Can you tell? Yeah, it's gr- cool. I am. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, the Packers uh, beat the Dolphins 26 to 20. Do you think the Packers are going to sneak into a playoff spot? Probably. They're getting hot at the right time. Probably. Are they dangerous if they sneak into a playoff spot? Can they yes. win? Yeah, that's because of Aaron Rodgers, because Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. They've actually started figuring things out at the wide receiver position. Yeah, these young guys are playing great. Yeah, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. These these guys are good. They're so there's a chance. There's a chance that they are going to sneak in and that they could do some damage in the playoffs if they do make it. So, um, and are the Dolphins missing the playoffs? No, the Dolphins aren't going to miss the playoffs. You don't think so? Well, you know what? They need Tua. They definitely need Tua to get in. And so, with Tua in concussion protocol, I'm slightly concerned. I think this team deserves to be in the playoffs and that if they lose out to one of these other teams trying to fight their way in that like they're they're definitely not as good as the dolphins are these other teams so i think i'd rather see the dolphins in there i want to see Tua healthy and uh you know but they got to put it together so hopefully Tua can can be here for the next next couple weeks because they're gonna need him so their playoff chances are down to 62 percent um after the loss and their final two games are against New England at New England and then or no yeah at New England and then at home against the Jets okay um they'll they're make not- the playoffs if they go if they win both of those and they'll clinch a playoff berth on Sunday with a victory against New England and a Jets loss against Seattle Okay, well, I could see the Jets losing. So there's a chance they need Tua if they're going to go into New England and win, though. I'd but say if New- they both, if the Dolphins and Jets both finish nine and eight, the Jets win that tiebreaker by the season sweep. So they okay. have to beat the Jets. Okay. So, yeah, kind of <laughs> crazy, but. Um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team, no. but it would be fun to watch them in the playoffs still. It would be. Uh, Tyreek so. Hill, Jalen Waddell, those guys are really, really good. Uh, and yeah, that's a fun offense to watch. So I'd like to see Tua, them in the playoffs. Tua completed 16 passes this week for 310 yards. That's so insane. Like, you know, that just that just shows you like, what these offensive weapons do for him. Like he's not throwing it for 310 yards. They're just taking off and they're doing it for him. You know, Waddle's 54 yard touchdown was, I don't 
I don't think if we looked at the A dots, they would be all that different from like other good offenses. But yeah. the the run after is like only the Niners probably have as as many run after the catch, you know, yards or mm-hmm. or run after per target or different things like that. Like there's there's only a couple teams who have guys who can do that much. Maybe the Vikings. They got a couple guys there too. Justin Jefferson's phenomenal. So but yeah, you it's only these top couple teams. The Dolphins are going to be fun for the next couple years with these weapons there. And, um, you know, um, I, I think they probably deserve the playoff spot and I hope that they get in. But we'll see. Without Tua, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. That's that's for sure. At New England and then home against the Jets. Jets are still a good defense. They're not going to have Zach Wilson out there. So Jets could win that game. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. I just want to give a thank you to the Rams, um, for absolutely dismantling my Broncos <laughs> and getting my head coach fired. Uh, Broncos fall the Rams 51 to 14. Um, 51. This just wasn't even, it wasn't even a game. I mean, the rust threw two quick interceptions and gave him great field position and acres took advantage of it. The, the defense of the Broncos is supposed to be the good part and it, to allow 51 to an offense that's struggled all season is a well, little bit embarrassing. There was a, there was a pick six. So, you know, there okay, were seven so, points. Okay. And then, and then there was two interceptions that gave them the ball within the 30 yard line. So you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on your defense to for sure immediately stop the ball. You know, honestly, you probably started, the I started the Broncos defense mm-hmm. in in your playoffs, and they probably cost a lot of people. Negative nine point eight is what they scored me, dude. That's so, bad. Um, I'm sure it cost a lot of people, and it's unfortunate. Um, I'm glad that this is finally over with, and we can kind of move on from there. But Cam Akers looked great. Uh, Stafford has said that he's not going to retire, so he will be back next year. Oh. Good news for. Yeah, he said on his wife's podcast, he said, I will not be retiring. I will be back next year. Okay. So that's good to um, know. Yeah. So uh, there's been a lot of people like, I guess she was saying it quite a bit on her podcast and everyone was like, oh no, he's going to retire. And so he went on there and he set the record straight and said, nope, I am not retiring. I will be back. Uh, Good news for all the cup owners and all that. So yeah, that's um, big for cup. That's big for the... (laughs) just the Rams organization in general, because they don't really have the uh, draft capital or anything to recover if he did retire this year. So they need at least another year to prep for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Buccaneers got it done again, somehow Uh, beat the Cardinals 19 to 16. Um, The Bucs just really aren't a good team though this year. Uh, They may sneak into a playoff spot at like nine and eight. um, But they're just they're they're Somebody not has good to win that bad division. Yeah, they're, they're they're just they're not good. Um, that's just all it comes down to. And they couldn't even score on a really really bad Cardinals defense. Um, and the crazy part of this game though was that after the game, uh, T.J. Watt went on uh, Twitter, posted a picture with his son, and said, "My son's first home game and my last home game of this of my career." So basically, wow. announced his retirement. Um, which is crazy to me. I uh, didn't see that coming. Uh, he had an unbelievable game. I mean, he played so good in that game. Um, sad for the Cardinals. Uh, 
but you know, I'm happy for him and it was an amazing career. So if you are the Cowboys and it's, it's looking more and more likely that you'll be the top, uh, the top, uh, wild card team. Are you worried about going to Tampa Bay and playing the Buccaneers in the first round of the NFC playoffs? If I'm the Cowboys, no. I think the Cowboys defense is just too good. I think that's I don't... probably the matchup in the first round. Unless the Panthers yeah. manage to pull it out. So it could be Cowboys Panthers, but I just there's always a worry to play Brady in the playoffs. Oh yeah. I mean there's there's always a worry. I mean, and he keeps getting these games done. You know, somehow he wins these games. <laughs> uh but I just that defense isn't the same. I don't think offensively they can keep up with the Cowboys. Um, and the Cowboys have so many weapons right now with Pollard and Zeke just being that two-headed monster. You got CeeDee Lamb, you got Gallup, you got Schultz, and that defense is playing great. Granted, they did just give up 34 points to a backup quarterback. Um, but but it's the best team in football. Yes. At least right now. Yeah. What are you talking about? The Rams scored 51 points. Um <laughs> By, just going by record, yeah. um, I don't know. I think, you know, heads up, I might still take Mahomes and the Chiefs. I hate saying that, but, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's close. So, you know, I think Cincinnati's really good. I really like Bengals Cincinnati. Bengals are very good. I really like the Chiefs, as painful as that is to say. Yep. I, don't get me wrong. Okay, We're realists. We're not, I hate to say know, this. we're fans, but we're we're also realistic about this stuff if we try to be. This is the one year where I would love to see the Chiefs actually go to the Super Bowl because my dad's always wanted to go to a Super Bowl. He's always wanted to see his team. And he lives he has he has a house in Arizona that is really close to the stadium. So he had said, you know, this would be the one time in his lifetime where he might actually be able to go watch the Super Bowl. And so it's the one year where I actually wouldn't mind the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl because my father would finally be able to see his team, you know, play in the Super Bowl. Um that's see, but, that's nice. I like but, that. It's Christmas time. You <laughs> want your dad to be happy. That's good stuff. But as a we'll Bronco fan, I hope they crash and burn. Oh, absolutely. As a Raiders <laughs> fan, yeah, exactly. As a Raiders fan, I hope they lose in the first round of the playoffs and go home yeah. and cry. Yeah, but <laughs> but as as a son, I I would be happy for my dad to finally be able to see that. You're a good um, man, Brandon. Uh, the Chargers, another team in our division that I'm actually as painful it is to say, I'm happy to see them clinch a playoff spot. They beat the Colts 20 to three. Herbert finally gets to go to the playoffs, first time in his career. Yep. Um, we got a lot I of Duck fans in our sphere, so uh-huh. they're they're big Herbert fans. Um, the Colts are just really bad, like really, really, really bad. Um, and then the Chargers. Do you think they could make a splash in the playoffs? Um, they're getting hot at the right time as well. Uh, they got their weapons back. Keenan Allen's looked great since coming back. Uh, so it's possible. I'm, you know, Herbert still really hasn't been getting it done for fantasy, but the team is winning and that's way more important heading into the playoffs than fantasy. So I don't think they care about that. I think they care that they're winning, that they've got Keenan Allen back. Herbert's got people to get the ball to. The defense seems to be clicking. You know, they only gave up three points here to the Colts, which Colts are bad, but still, you know, only giving up uh, a field goal is is a good game for any defense. So um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think they've got a shot at maybe making an upset in this uh, in the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of the streaming options just really quick. I mean, would you start Gardner Minshew next week against New Orleans? Uh, sure. It's at home, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I like that. Uh, Mike White against Seattle. Um, I think those are two streaming options you could go with if you lost, uh, you know, Hertz, if he still isn't playing. The wide receiver position, there's not a ton to pick up. Maybe Jahan Dotson um, or Isaiah Hodgins. Those are really kind of the only two that I would be somewhat interested in, depending on what you're looking like. I mean, at this point, going into the finals, you've probably, you're probably pretty set. Um, as far as, uh, you know, would you tight end position, would you chase the Higby, you know, touchdowns? Um, um, he's probably got the Chargers. Not. Uh, probably not. I've, I've currently got Bellinger in my lineup. This is for a championship. Um, I'm maybe going to go after Njoku tonight and go back to the Njoku. Well, I, I liked how he had been playing for me before and I didn't want to play him this last week due to weather. And it worked. I mean, it didn't really work out because I played Bellinger and they basically scored the same nothing, um, like two points, but I think uh, I'd rather go Njoku. I'd rather go Dulcich maybe this week. Isn't too bad at Kansas City. He had eight targets again this week. So I think that, you know, you could do worse there. Um, So those those are a couple that I'd look at at tight end. Yeah, I may just stick with Bellinger, but we'll see. Uh, some defenses, uh, if they somehow are on your waivers because of uh, playing Cincinnati last week, um, you could look at the Patriots. They could be playing a backup quarterback in Miami. Ah, uh, that's um, true. Uh, you know, the Commanders, they get Cleveland. Um, that one's not terrible at all. Uh, <laughs> what about the Cardinals at Atlanta? Ritter has been absolutely terrible. Not our Ritter, but, you know, Desmond Ritter. That too. Um, but the Cardinals D is also absolutely awful. So I don't, that's a tough one. Bad meets bad. Would you, would you risk playing the Cardinals D? I would rather play Atlanta. <laughs> like, I know that sounds crazy, but I'd probably rather play Atlanta. Um, I think you're I think right. You have a, I think you have a better chance of, uh, you know, stopping more. But even Atlanta, I mean, James Connors just he could take over that game. Um, so that's a tough one. I would go elsewhere. I mean, I'd rather start the Commanders, the the Patriots. I'd even rather probably start the Dolphins, um, just because New England is so kind of one sided. Um, uh, the Steelers against Baltimore, if Huntley is the quarterback again. Um, uh, and that's probably about it as far as waivers go. All right. Well, we'll dive into some uh, matchups in a, a week preview tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Yep, sweet. Correct. So, all right. Well, uh, you can find us on our main Twitter at Best Coast FF. You can find me at BCFF underscore Brandon. You can find me at BCFF underscore Jordan. And just to let everybody know, um, Josh is going to be taking a little bit of a leave of absence. Uh, we're not sure how long he's, he's, uh, got a lot of family stuff going on and things like that. So we're just going to let him kind of take his little break and, and do his thing. Me and Jordan will hold it down. We'll have some guests on here. You know, Josh will pop in when he can as well. Um, so if you don't see him for a little while, that's kind of why, but, 
Um, you know, he's still, uh, you know, founding member of this awesome podcast here and just want to give him a shout out and, yeah. you know, we love the guy more than anything. So definitely um, love you, bro. And, uh, I'm yeah. sure he'd still hit you back on Twitter if you hit him up with a question or anything. So, um, yeah. he's, he's ECFF Josh. Yep. And he is, uh, yes, yes. Big, big part of the show so far and he's going to still be around. So, uh, just maybe yep. not quite as frequently, but yep. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.